are back again for another episode of the Dinner With Podcast. My name's Sean. I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, G. And back for another episode is the new co-host. It's Benny all the way from London. Ben, G, how are we going tonight? Very good. Very good. And I, um, in the tradition of the show, I'd like to just put out there that I am sipping on a single malt from Scotland and very happy to be here. Terrific. I'm sipping on a... Uh, a really nice drop, actually, of of Savvy B from from the Murray Darling region. It's the Trentham Estate. I wouldn't normally pick it up. I'm more of a a Pinot fella, but um tonight, uh, yeah, that's the one that I'm sipping on. Ben, what have you got your hands on? I can't get over. You just called it Savvy B. Have you called it Savvy B before? <laughs> I, I did pick up on that, Benny, and I thought I'd let it go. But since you brought it up, what is that, mate? Yeah. <laughs> well, I my front my French isn't so good, uh, but. Sauvignon Blanc is what I'm drinking, um, but thanks for picking on me. On, I mean, it's been a while since we've had a chat, and you've already you're already digging. So yeah, sorry about I mean, that. I just I just couldn't allow that. Couldn't allow that one. <laughs> ben, what are you drinking, mate? We are on a Vermentino from the Hunter Valley. We had a nice delivery from Glandor, one of our favourite wineries up there. So yeah, very nice. Well, it is the podcast, which is all about three fellas hanging out, having having a yarn. And each week we have a special guest where we ask them the question that is on everybody's lips. It is, who is your dream dinner guest? And, gee, we might hand over to you, mate, to do a little bit of an intro about who, uh, because you've lined up tonight's special guest. Maybe you can tell us who we're going to be chatting with. Um, and then you can ask the guest who their dream dinner guest would be. Yeah, for sure. And... Um... Danielle is uh, is basically a, a local staple. So if you if you live in Whoopi and um, you hang out around town, you definitely know who Danielle is. So she kind of introduces herself, but a bit about Danielle um, runs a locally operated bar called Sunset, which is absolutely fantastic. Always good vibes, um, great food. Um, shout out to all the staff there. Um, and she's basically created a, a completely different vibe for our coastal little village and absolute honor to have her on. We have sort of asked her and, and we're hoping she'd say yes. And she said yes. So I'll throw it over to Danielle to say hello, but thanks very much for joining us, Danielle, and appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. So I'm drinking a little um, Azahara Shiraz that you can get at Sunset Ram and it is quite delightful. Oh, what a plug absolutely beautiful plug. <laughs> couldn't have done it better myself get it's down not, there wednesday night's pizza easy. night <laughs> can i just say okay. can i just say danielle that i've been to sunset bar maybe three times um each time exquisite the bar staff terrific the pizzas to die for but the thing that i'm left uh coming away from that even those three little visits is that you are hands down the best dressed in Woolgoga. Oh, you are too kind. I always think that I'm a mess. But anyway, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I do my best to hopefully try and redirect, redecorate the village a little bit. But um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know whether it's always appreciated. But anyway. <laughs> well, I appreciate it walking away there thinking... Oh. I've had a good time. But Danielle, the, the listeners at home, they want to they want to hear from you. They want to know if it was your dream dinner, anywhere, anytime, any meal, 
But who would be sitting down with you for that dream dinner? Who is your dream dinner guest? <laughs> My dream dinner guest tonight. Well, I would, I'm thinking it's a weird one because I sort of, often the people that you really want to meet, you don't want to meet because you want to keep the mystery. But in regards to my mm. favorite din- my dinner date, who would be Barack Obama? Because I just wow. like his logic. Yeah, I like his logic. He just speaks so well. It's I found I find his voice so soothing. He's kind of handsome, you know. He's got it all covered. He's all bases covered. The, the triple threat. Can he dance? I don't know. Yeah. He probably can. He, a bit of a dad dancer. A bit of a dad dancer, but. He What's a dad dance. dancer? You know, they've got the dad moves, you know, a little bit daggy, a little bit slower, a little bit, um, you know. Uh, yeah, he's, I have seen him dance. He's kind of cool. He's, he's got a beat, you know. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so he's no Michael Jackson on the dance floor. He, well, I was listening to something earlier today about Barack and he says he sticks to his lane. He doesn't throw the legs out of his lane he doesn't go crazy and he's but he sticks to his, sticks to his moves and um yes but but they're pretty good moves i've seen well i've seen them from on on the, on the telly at least mm, mm. yeah when i yeah. when i think yeah. of dad dancer i think of uh, a lot of clicking because that's what my dad does usually two hands uh both clicking <laughs> yeah. at the same time it's it's not <laughs> it's not pretty gee you've seen it before yeah. ben You'll see it one day, mate. It's no, no, no. it's not great. When you say clicking, I thought you meant joints. No, it's for not clicking his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> he's old. He's not that yeah. old, but, you know, probably is. Um, so, Danielle, the way it works tonight is that you're having your dream dinner. It is with Barack Obama. And basically for each course, so we've got an entree, a main, and a dessert, you get to ask the great man a question that you've always wanted to ask him. Um, oh my goodness. So, so that's look a little bit of pressure, a little bit of friendly pressure, uh, but that's how we think the best questions uh, come about. Um, but before we get to your entree and we get to uh, hear what your first question would be for Barack Obama, Benny, I know he's a bit of an idol of yours, but what comes to mind when you think of Barack Obama? You put me on the spot here, massively, haven't you? What comes to mind when I think of Barack Obama? He's the first of a lot of things, isn't he? I mean, he's he's done a lot. Were you just clicking some joints there, Benny? Oh, just, <laughs> just clicking some joints. That's the thought process going through my brain. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, he was the first of many things. Um, but fun fact for you, here you go. So his full name is Barack Hussein Obama, but he was the second. He wasn't even the original. Did you know that? Yeah. Wow. wow. Did not know that. So he's was it his dad had the same name or? Okay, I didn't look that far. I didn't think <laughs> that far. Come on. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he's done. Oh, thank uh, God, Danielle, you're here. Yes. Yeah. Is there is there any facts about Barack Obama? Obviously, you you listened to something about him today. You knew the fact that Benny should have known. Um, is there is there other stuff you know about Barack that you think is worthy of us knowing? Not really. Um, you know, he's. I suppose having lived in America. You know, I sort of saw the reactions and the the vibe. Though I, though when I say that, I have even though living in New, I lived in New York for ten years, I have 
no grasp of middle America. I just do not understand middle America. New York is like the capital of the world, so that's a completely different sphere. You can't generalize from there. Um, I did, okay. you know, I suppose he went to to uni at university at like Columbia and Harvard, so he had the the correct schooling and he went through the correct pathways to become president but it was probably in a pretty incredible climb to get to president you know especially being a black man in america it's just you know um it's it was extraordinary yeah yeah absolutely what were you doing in new york for 10 years danielle i was a fashion designer oh wow previous my previous life what would wow. you design? What, what was your What was your go to? Uh, was Was it apparel or, or what were you designing? Menswear. Menswear, but I, Barack Obama never ever wore any of my products, as far as I know. But uh, <laughs> this is not to, this is not to boast because I don't know whether it's a good fact. It's probably not a good fact, but um, Donald Trump did. So wow. Donald Trump wore. <laughs> I think I'd much prefer. Barack Obama wearing my um, being a poster boy rather than um, Trump. But anyway. did, did you meet Trump Donald Trump? Send... Sorry? Did you meet Donald Trump? I have met Donald Trump I've, um, <laughs> very, very briefly. And I, it was when he was with Ivanka, Ivana and Ivanka was just a young girl and wow. um, went to their place in New York. Yeah. The one that you still see. Wow. Before. You went to his house? Yeah, yeah, I went to a party. I went for it to a to a launch, which um, Ivana was throwing a party. So that's how I, yeah. Mm. And as a little thank you gesture, I sent um, one of my ties from my collection, and he sent me a really lovely letter back, which, you know, at the time I probably could have just thrown away, but I ended up keeping it. And it sort wow. of, and I found it wow. today. So it was, yeah, was it, it was kind of a was it written thing. with uh, was it with crayon or how was the letter written? <laughs> It was actually typed with his signature at the bottom that looks very much like Trumpy. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Without name dropping too much, Danielle, who else was at this party? This actual party wasn't a huge party, but I do recall, uh, was it Star Jones? She was at the party. Mm. She was an American journalist. I can't, to be honest, it was such a long time ago. Like Ivana, Ivanka was probably only about five or six years of age. So that's how long ago it was. Okay. Would Obama have been on the list, on the guest list, you think? (laughs) (laughs) He was still there at the time, but they um, they had split up at that stage. But he was there. He still owned the apartment that Obama lived in. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. But I think that's uh, so. another life, indeed, Danielle. Uh, yeah. So let's just yeah. so so as much as you've had these experiences, these personal experiences with 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 Trump and family uh, or Trumpy, um, you've picked you've picked Obama as your dream dinner guest, which is yeah. obviously the other the other side of politics. So look, let me yeah. just paint the picture for you. So you're sitting down. Um, at the table, it's just you and Barack Hussein Obama the second, and yeah. the the entrees come out. Uh, and just rewind a little bit there, Shauna, if I may interject. Please. Where do you take Where do you take Obama, Danielle? Oof. Mm. 
I'm feeling like I want it to be a New York setting, I believe. I'm feeling like it needs to be kind of darkish and moody. And, mm. oh, I, I think I'm going to pick the Bemelman Bar in New York. It's the Carlisle Hotel. The oh. classic old bar. A classic and for a classic. It, it's a classic classic. And it's, um, yeah, and I, I think first course is not going to be food at all. It's going to be a martini. Wow. <laughs> nice. 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 So, yeah. so bartender brings out the two martinis as the entree. Uh, what is the first question that you want to ask Barack Obama? Oh, um, I think because I'd be a bit nervous, I think I'd have to ask a leading question where he can tell a really long story. Because I, I, or really at the end of the day, I just want to hear his stories and I really just want to hear his voice because I love his voice. Um, <laughs> So I would probably, I don't know, it'd probably be a bit boring to say what his greatest achievement, you know, as president was. You know, he's going to say, you know, what was that American, like, Medicare sort of thing, the equivalent? Um, Obamacare. He'd probably say that or some Paris Accord or something or other. Um, maybe what was the first thing they did when they left off? I, you know, what? how did they keep saying or something like that? How do they keep saying? Yeah, during that crazy time. Because, you know, they would see so many things. They'd have to compartmentalise so many things. And even probably being a father and to, you know, dealing with, you know, know, like compartmentalising. Like everything that's in the New York Times, you probably have to deal with as president. So every single issue he's supposed to fix. Um, How, you know... How do you stay sane and how do you compartmentalize like that? Probably the, the way I'd probably go. It's a really good question. I know um, a couple of the, the my my co-hosts are very much um, involved in in spreading the good word around uh, mental health. So I think um, what a great opening question. As you say, it's it's a leading question. Barack will be able to you know he'll be able to get to talk for a while. He's that got that beautiful voice, which of course he did win a Grammy Award for for the best spoken word album, um, which oh, yeah. I didn't know about. But that's how great a voice he has. Um, yeah. So there you go. First question. Uh, I guess it's really about understanding how he how he copes with with just so much going on, so much change, so much pressure, um, and I might revert to the co-hosts because gee i mean you've you've just started your own business how do you how do you handle the pressure oh i'm very much the same as danielle entrees and martinis and then all your problems seem seem to go away, go away from there <laughs> no i'm just kidding um yeah it's always good always good to um have people to talk to which i'd assume he would have in the white house um and as Danielle said, um, you know, a lot of the issues in in New York and the New York Times would have been at the front of his front of his mind. Was there was there anything that uh, while you lived in New York, Danielle, that you sort of was a big issue that he dealt with, or that something he addressed that you uh, that you could relate to? Oh, the biggest one was that probably um, oh, what was the uh, it was called something like a 
the Obama, uh, you know, that it was it was the equivalent of the Australian Medicare system. In, in America, there is if you don't have healthcare, private healthcare insurance, there is no catchment for the individual. So you see a lot of people on the street who have no access to healthcare. The, the reason, the number one reason people go bankrupt in America is because they can't pay for their healthcare. Um, wow. And so it's quite an un, it's quite uncivilized in that sort of arrangement, you know. It's, it's and so I think he, he saw a universal healthcare as being um, probably his one of the number one things on his agenda. So everybody, it was you know um, that everybody had ac- adequate um, health, you know, yeah. access to health. So that that makes for a civilized society. You know, we we have it here. We've got um, access to health and access to social security if required. We have access to education and those sort of things. So it's a it's a civilized start at least. Mm-hmm. I remember the the time Danielle when when that was uh, when when they were trying to get that bill across the line and the amount of backlash that he was facing uh from from the other from the other party in 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 congress i guess it was such a difficult uh piece of legislation to get through um but he stuck to what he thought was ethically and morally right for a for a modern american society um so i think i think that's such a good one to reflect on um I mean, the other ones that come to mind was, for me, when you think of, like, documentaries and movies and TV and whatnot, uh, this little island of Guantanamo Bay is always on the end of your, your mm-hmm. tongue. And the fact that he, he decided to close that facility, um, which yeah. wasn't supported again, but, I mean, I think that was a, a sign of him prepared to put his own name on the line and, and do what yeah. is the right thing to do rather and even if it is a difficult thing to do yes i think he had a logical ideology it wasn't you know he's it's not um it's it's not overly ambitious i think it was quite i think i think what he was trying to get was quite logical and um and and he's an empathetic character i would assume he seems quite empathetic um yeah, I, and even the gun, de- gun debate in America, to me, it's not logical to um, to run that campaign that's pro-gun. Like, you know, if you take less guns off the street, there's going to be less shootings. But they are so, Americans can be so, um, they can so hang on to their um, first amendments, or all their amendments, I suppose, and um, their constitution. Uh, they're quite stubborn about it. So, um, mm. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, G and and Ben, any other? Uh, I mean, you, you've had limited time to to reacquaint yourself with 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 Obama himself. But any other little fun facts or, or funny little pieces of of information you came across while while was, trying to do a bit of research? Just, it was funny because I was just thinking. Um, I actually had a misconnection with him, um, and I completely forgot about it. I was uh, last time I used to, after moving from New York City, I moved to Lake Como, and oh. um, 
So I was living in Lake Como for a while, a couple of years, and then I moved back. That's exactly when I moved back to Whoopi. And, um, but I w- I w- I've been going back to Lake Como right up until pre-COVID. And I was at Lake Como and I was, I'd had lunch, had lunch there. I was taking a friend around and I bumped into a, a crew that I knew from Sydney who happened to be there for a wedding and we we're chit-chatting away. And then I said, I've got to go. And so we left. And then apparently about an hour or so later, George, uh, George Clooney and Amal turned up on a boat with, wow. um, with Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. Wow. And apparently it was just a really gorgeous evening and afternoon, evening. And apparently everybody in the restaurant just gave an impromptu clap. <laughs> and um, some, <laughs> somebody yelled out something to... Um, to Obama and he said, No, I won the date with George. <laughs> so um yeah. <laughs> there was that that competition to win a date in Lake Como with George Clooney. Well yeah. uh Obama cracked the joke about I was the one that won the date. So <laughs> um so that and that was so that was a little bit of a a misconnection with um with them but that was that was so, a that was a very good sorry. very good American accent you did there, Danielle. Oh really? That's a very, very good American accent. Now we, now that we've done the starters, done the entrees, you've had your martini. They're they're going down. Uh, the mains mm-hmm. are coming out. What is your main, and what question is next for Obama? Oh, it's a, it's another martini. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming. Keep them coming. I'm like, I'm still nervous. <laughs> We're just hey, out for drinks. We're just hey, out yes. for drinks at this point. A spicy mug just to mix yeah, things no. up a bit. Um, at the Carlisle Hotel, the next thing they do is bring out the bar mix. And, um, yeah, so we'll just be picking on a little bit of bar mix and, and maybe a few oysters or something like that. Mm, nice. Lovely. Yeah. So and then... What would be what your next question? You? Yeah, what would be your next question for Obama? Oh, I'd get into a little bit, bit of banter about basketball or something, I think. You know, just to, just to relax him up, just to just before I throw in the, the, you know, that's just to relax him and just to say, you know, he's t- telling me about how he de-stresses and he says, oh, you know, I played um, basketball with my mates. And you go, okay, okay. And then you sort of start getting, because I actually would prefer a journalist to be at the table with us because then, you know, journalists always ask the, I always love a journalist at the table because they always ask the leading questions, sometimes obvious questions. And then you just come in with the real clangor that gets the actual juice. Um, so that's, because um, I see that, because he is sort of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm I'm trying to work out whether he's got an edge or not, like whether he's got a dark side or. But when it comes to when it comes to basketball, Danielle, do you think you could maybe beat Obama in a one-on-one if he challenged you there and then on the spot? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but unless it was sort of like, okay, I'll, if it, I'm not a, I was a netball player, so maybe a bit of a goal shooter. I'll just uh, just shoot for shoot for hoops. So um, that might be my only way. There's not going to be any defending or um, <laughs> or blocking. <laughs> just, just 
we might shoot a few hoops. That's about it. <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess, um, Danielle, at this point, you've you're you're a couple of martinis deep. Um, I mean, the night it's still young. The night's still young. Um, and there might be a dessert to follow. Uh, speaking of things that are sweet, gee, I might uh, hand over to you. <laughs> oh, I'm not that sweet, but based on the <laughs> based on the the course of meals so far, I don't think there is a dessert to follow, Shauna. I think it's more martinis. <laughs> <laughs> um, going yeah, well, going back, going back to the story about you just missed him in in Lake Como. What did you miss? Like, where, where were you going? How could you miss dinner with George Clooney and, and Barack Obama? I hope you had something better on. I know, I know. I didn't realise what what a wave is. But anyway, it's, um, if only I knew. I Literally, it was like oh, it was the next morning when it was in all the papers and it was on the television and they showed footage on E.T. tonight of them leaving the boat, Lake Como, the restaurant that I was at at Villa Deste. Um, I was like, oh, my God, a missed connection. But, hey. <laughs> You know, what could, what could have been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you, you mentioned you, you like to have a, a journalist at these type of meals um, to, to ask leading questions to get to the juice. So is there a particular story or episode that you'd like more juice on from a particular time with Obama or something, something there? Oh, I'm sure there'd be some inner stories about certain individuals. Like whether, you know, there'd be a, you know, an undercurrent Putin story or a, mm. you know, a, some French president story or who did what. Like it would be a bit of, go- I'd say there'd be a bit of gossip and what have you. But he, I'd say he probably needs three martinis for that. For the, um, <laughs> so, um, so I guess then, Danielle, we've got desserts coming out and... Barack, he's a busy man, so unfortunately the night will have to come to an end. So we've got to ask the question. The tough question for you this evening is, what are you having for dessert and what will be your final question for Mr. President? Um, <laughs> am I dessert? No. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just kidding, just kidding. Just Mic kidding. drop. Mike drop. She went there. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> um, I wouldn't do that. He's a married man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> um, what would it be? What would dessert be? Um, probably if I was in New York at the Carlisle Hotel, let's have a tiramisu. You know, you've got to try all the turnips around the world. And, um, yeah. Oh, um, and then what What do I really want to know? I don't know. I'm just trying to work out whether he's got an edge or not, whether there's an under... You know, you want to know whether there's the underbelly, you can if ask there him, is an underbelly. You can ask him whatever you want. You're two yeah. martinis deep at this point. You've had oysters. You've had your bar mix. This is the third uh, and final question for Obama. Oh, God. Are you really are you really a saint? I don't know. <laughs> no, he's not a saint, but he's um oh, maybe I'll ask about Oprah. How's Oprah? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just want 
to, all I want to do really is listen to his stories. Like he's such an amazing orator, and he's, you know, he's probably one of the greatest speech speech givers of all time. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah, so I probably just want to, I just wanted to, him to tell me bedtime story by now. I agree. I agree. I reckon we'd yeah. we'd hope for that maybe at this time when this dinner takes place, there's some stories that have been declassified. They could, he can give you some yeah. some real goss yeah. on some real intel from yeah. is it? It's the Situation Room or something like that. It's called something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, imagine yeah, getting some getting some details about something like that. Yeah. That'd be unreal. Yeah, the inner—it's good to hear the inner machinations of these things. Like, there's so much diplomacy that goes on, which, which I'm, in his time, there was such a nice respect for the the democratic process and the diplomacy that you know that exists. But in this sort of day and age, it sort of seems a lot of that diplomacy has gone out the door a little bit. You know, it's. Mm. Um, Hopefully Biden might is sort of bringing it back, but at least um, Obama stuck to the. Even though he was ad lib, he stuck to the script. You know, he wasn't. You know, you never know what's going to come out of Biden's mouth in regards to <laughs> yeah. creating well, the next world war. At his age, it might be a little bit of drool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Exactly. I... exactly. It's a bit like weekends at weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> Would you give Obama the honour of giving him one of your amazing ties as a parting gift? Does he does he warrant one of these ties after your amazing meal? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. No, he'd be he, if if Obama wore one of my ties, he he would take over. I think Roger Federer has remained my favourite tie wearer wow. of all time, wow. and I think he would then if he would then have to take over the mantle of my favourite tie wearer if he was to on one of my ties i'll tell you why that's a such a fantastic feat it's because federer doesn't wear ties so the fact that he when he did wear one it was one of yours i love that we're gonna have to get you back on danielle for a whole a whole different episode well we went to um danielle we we spoke to rog and we said look bad news uh danielle's actually chosen obama as a dream dinner guest and rog was furious (laughs) devastated I could feel that. I could feel that. You know, it's like, you know, just over the border in Switzerland rather than my little Lake Como. Hey. <laughs> I'm a heartbreaker. Well, I think you've uh, you've won some hearts in this dinner with Obama. He's tucking you into bed, two martinis deep, and uh, he'll he'll uh, tell you a story, that Grammy Award-winning voice of his. Uh, Danielle, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show this evening. Uh, thanks to you. Thanks to your your dream dinner guest. It was Barack Hussein Obama the uh, second. Our guest was Danielle from Sunset Bar, the proprietor there. Uh, she's come from from Australia to New York and to Lake Como and back again. Highlights of the episode this evening for you, G. The name dropping. I mean, we were just happy to get get one famous guest, but we had, you know, we had parties with Trumpy. We had ties with with Rog. Happy days, mate. Happy days. Benny, what about for you, mate? Because I know you're a simple man from a, a simple suburb in the outskirts of London. But, um, mate, highlight for you. Mate, a whole education piece for me, listening to you guys chat about uh, Obama and his history, which was awesome. But, yeah, the fact that Roger Federer has one of her ties and she's met Donald Trump, I mean, wow. 
Well, we'll have to wait for some more highlights on the next episode of the Dinner With podcast. Uh, Make sure you like, subscribe, do all the things. Uh, Until next time, it's ciao for now.